Hello and welcome to the Steve Poos Benson Podcast. This is take eight. <laughs> I can't believe it's taken me so long to get this podcast off the ground. It's great to come to you here on a beautiful spring day. I've said that eight different times now. Oh, it's great to come to you on a beautiful spring day. I'm down here in my basement studio. It's a far cry from a studio. I have my laptop, my Mac laptop, my Stowball microphone, my notes. I always have my notes kind of laid out in front of me. I have um, my Garage Band, uh, which is the uh, the platform on the computer that I use to record this. So it's kind of a homespun thing. It's my underground Poos Benson radio. I love it. I love being my own DJ. All right. The purpose of this podcast, I've decided I've gotten really clear with this, is to, at least for right now, it's to spark your imagination. I want to open up new ideas to you, and hopefully, it's kind of a far cry, but it's my purpose. I want to change your life. I want to do this by sharing with you the different ideas that are floating around in my brain. It feels a bit random. But I want a place to express these ideas. I preach, I teach. I'm hitting my palm in my hand. I'm hoping you can hear that. I preach, I teach, I blog, I do all these different things. But there's still other things just, they need an expression for me to feel kind of satisfied and whole. And a podcast is the only way, the only avenue I can do that. So um, I, I feel so creative when I get to podcast, even though there's only a few of you who listen to it. I so appreciate it because it is an expressive outlet for me. And in fact, if you like what you're hearing, I would really appreciate it if you shared this with other people. Tell them to listen to the podcast because then it helps me grow the audience, grow the audience. All right. Today, I want you to talk about authenticity. I want to uh, share with you what I believe about what it means to be an authentic person. So put in the earbuds, uh, go for a walk, uh, walk the dog, do the dishes, but let's have a conversation about authenticity. Okay, the idea of authenticity grew out of my thoughts on ambition that I've been talking about for the past three weeks. What dawned on me was the way to develop a healthy sense of ambition is to develop a healthy sense of authenticity. Now I say healthy authenticity because I've come to believe that there is an unhealthy authenticity we need to avoid or maybe change if you want to strive for a healthy life. All right, what does it mean to be authentic? This is where I've always ran right up into the wall right here. So let me see if I can bash through this wall. What does it mean to be authentic? I looked it up in Webster's, good old Webster's. Webster's, he says, Webster's defines authentic as being True to yourself. It's an accurate reflection of an original. I like that. There's an authentic reproduction of an original piece of art. It's authentic to that original. I'm going to get to that at the uh, kind of the second movement of this podcast. But So I want you to hold on to that. But I, first, I want to focus on what does it mean to be yourself? Being authentic is about being true to yourself. You know, I, I want to explore this because I don't believe people have discovered what this true self is that they're trying to be authentic to. Okay, the key is to be authentic, you need to have a core self. You need to have values that are a reflection of the core self. And you need to have these incongruence. Authenticity 
when you're being authentic about how you express yourself, your authenticity is in congruence with your values and with the core of who you are. I'm going to use this term core quite a bit in this podcast. Who you are at your core is reflected into all aspects of your life. You're congruent. What you believe at the core of your being is reflected in your actions, your language, your finances, your legacy. Your whole life is congruent. It's in balance. But you, you have to, it has to go back to your core identity. For, for core, when we talk about authenticity and congruence, we need to talk about our values. So again, now we just kind of break this down. We have the core sense of who we are. Then we have our values, and these needs to be in congruence with one another. Now, values are like the curbs, C-U-R-B-S, curbs on the road of life. If, like if I was driving, if I was on a, um, a driving down the road, it's the white curbs on the side of the road. If I was going drive, uh, drawing on a whiteboard right now, I would draw a road with uh dashes down the center of it with curbs on both sides. The curbs are your values. As we're running down the road of life, what keeps us centered is the curbs, and those curbs are our values. When you start to stray in life, you bump up against your values. If you value honesty, and suddenly you're tempted to become dishonest, your car swerves and you hit that curb, that value, and it recenters you. The same with kindness and compassion. You become, uh, if you same with kindness and compassion. I got to get this down. You become angry with someone, and you're tempted to become harsh or judgmental. Then boom, you run up against that curb, and that value recenters your action and thoughts and behavior. Authenticity is then the expression of these values. You're being authentic to your values when your life is congruent to them. If you suddenly jump the curbs and your life starts careening out of control, then you've lost your congruence. You're no longer in tune with your values. You're not being authentic. And people can sense this. People can sense when you're not being authentic. They can tell when you're hiding your true self. They can sense when your values are out of line. They, they want you to be authentic. You want to be authentic. You want to have your life going in a positive direction. So that's step one, congruence. Step two, I think, is core beliefs. And maybe I've got this backwards. Core beliefs is one, core values being two, and then congruence between those. Okay, you've got that? Hopefully you do. Because now I, I want to use an, uh, an analogy that I often bump it up again up against, and that if your core value is a sports fan. Now, this sounds a little bit judgmental um, because I'm not a big sports fan, and sometimes uh, I'm put off by people who are, like, their life revolves around sports. So let's use this as an analogy. Let's say you spend all of your time watching sports. You spend your money on sports. You have season tickets for all the different sporting events all the year round. Sports is how you spend your time. It's what you teach to your kids. It's your core. Then if you're congruent to this and your values are aligned with your sports, then your authentic self is going to be expressed through this in many different ways. If sports is somehow taken away from you, 
you're going to be depressed. I, I met, this is a great example. I met a clerk at Lumber Liquidators at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic before we were all shut down. Uh, but it's about the time when the sports teams were shutting down for the season. And this guy was seriously depressed and in a dark mood behind the counter. And when I w was working with him, I couldn't help but kind of like put on my pastor's hat. And I asked him if he was all right. And he said, really kind of in a glumly dark mood, he said, now what I'm going to do, there's nothing to go home to. I wondered, was he married? Did he have kids? Did he have some type of personal relationships? If there was, so they all took a backseat to his core, which was sports. They are his values. They were the curbs that he ran his life down. He was being congruent, and therefore he was being authentic. But when those things were taken away from them, what was the core that he was to express? There was nothing there. He told me there was nothing there. What is there to go home to? There is nothing. That's why I say, I said, you know, is this a healthy core that he should be authentic to? I mean, should he be authentic to something else? Wouldn't his life be healthier if there is something more depth to his core? And now again, I know I'm being a little judgmental here, and I know it's an expression of my own values, and I don't want to put this off on him, but really, take away sports and what do you have? And I know if this is you, this is going to kind of rub you wrong, but think about it. I mean, really kind of think about it. Um, hopefully, this time of no sports has given this guy at Lumber Liquidators a chance to reflect on really kind of what's important in life and what's not important. And maybe he's come to look at his wife, his kids, his partner, somebody, his friendships in a completely different way, something with more depth. But my problem is I question the health of someone whose core is something so variable, so thin like sports or something else. There's got to be other analogies. All right, here's another analogy. Uh, this one gets a little more complicated. Let's say you bumped up against someone who you would call a selfish, arrogant person, maybe even a narcissist. You know, you know these people, the whole world revolves around them. They're brash and boastful. They only care about themselves. They're willing to mow anybody down that would get in their way of their self-advancement. I mean, have you known someone like this? You know, I have. They've been a part of my entire life ministry. I've known this person for easily 30, 35 years. And this one person is probably the most difficult person I have ever known. They believe the entire world, or he believes the entire world is wrong. And if people would just see things his way, the world and the people in the world would be fine. And that sounds crazy, but it is true. Everything has to be done according to his terms. If people disagree with him, he is insulting and degrading. Is this person be authentic? Unfortunately, yes, I think he is. His brashness and arrogance is a reflection of that very kind of thin core that he has. I might judge it as something negative, but for him, he's just incongruence. There's that nasty darkness at the center of who he is, and 
his authenticity, how he lives and shows it out there into the world, is a reflection of that. He's being authentic. And do I really want him to be authentic? No, I've tried to change that authenticity. That I've tried to change that core for the past 35 years, and I've never figured out how to do it. That person at their core is somebody pretty dark. Their authenticity is a reflection of that darkness. So that's why the more I teach about religion, the more I keep coming back to conversion. Now, I don't want to convert people's souls so they might be saved. But I want to convert people to a new way of thinking so that they can identify with a different core reality that can be authentic to. Like this one guy who's a narcissist, um, I, I have tried for 35 years to convert him. I mean, literally, sometimes in the most fundamental self sense, I would say, you need to convert to Jesus. And he would be put off by that. And I said, no. I, I would say, look at your nasty and your very being. I was just like blunt. I've been blunt honest, uh, honest with him. I said, if you would convert to understanding who God is and who Jesus is and how Jesus wants you to live, I said, you would change. You would change. And I've tried repeatedly to convert him because I want him to wake up to something else. Um, that's why I believe it's so important to reflect upon core. There's that word again in our core values. We have to ask ourselves what is the base of who we are and what we're reflecting out into the world. And I, I want to ask, do you need a conversion of sorts? Do you have something that needs to change at the base, that core reality of who you are? Do you need to pay attention to who God is and who Christ is? That's kind of the next movement of this whole conversation, is kind of who God is and who Christ is at the core of your being. Let's go back to Webster's. Webster's, he says, is Webster's a he? I'm not quite sure, but Webster's. Authenticity is an accurate uh, is an accurate reflection of a rep is an accurate replica of an original like that original piece of art and then there's the the authentic replica so what is the original that we're an authentic reflection of as a per- person of faith this is a central concept as a person of faith i believe I'm created in the image of God. That is my core. That is who I am. I've been shaped and formed by the hand of God before I was created. God gave me gifts to be successful in my life. I was then sent into the world. My whole identity is based upon this. I mean, this is just like so much the core of who I am that I'm going to be authentic to this And my authenticity is a reflection of God's claim on my life. To take the next steps, I use the teachings of the scriptures to form the values, those curbs that I live with. And for me, Micah 6.8, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God? You might say, that's a curb on my left-hand side of the road. I use the two great commandments of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That might be the right-hand curb of the road. I use the teachings on forgiveness and loving your enemy. It's kind of helping me go down the center of the road. I strive to turn, return no person evil for evil. I follow Jesus' Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount. 
You know, these are my values. These are the ethics that I live by. These, again, are the curves that guide the road of my life. And all of this is based upon God, which is, again, is that essence of who I am, that depth of who I am. As I live day to day, my goal is to strive to reveal God in everything that I do with my life. When I'm living, if I find myself angry, resentful, revengeful, then I bump up against my values. I've just used my left hand to bump up my values, my uh, bump up my left-hand side. I just went wham, left-hand side. My curb on the right-hand side is love and forgiveness. If, if, the, if I do something that takes me out of being uh, unforgiving, bam, it hits that curb. To be authentic, I have to run down the center of the road. I have to reflect on that God that actually sent me down the road to begin with. Am I representing the Christ I claim to follow, um, the teachings that he set before me? If, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not being authentic. If someone tells me, Steve, I want you to be authentic. I want you to be real. I want you to get in touch with my true feelings. Then for me, that's God. I want to be authentic with God. That's why faith is so important to me. That's why I try to awaken people to the presence of God so they can look at their core and ask themselves, what are they reflecting? What are, being, what are they being authentic to? What are they being an authentic replica of? You know, ultimately, this is why I believe in all the great faith traditions of the world. They each teach a, here's the word again, a core reality that if you're basing your life, upon, your life upon them, then your authenticity is a reflection of this faith tradition. So there is a Buddha core. There is a Taoist core. There is a Native American core. There is a Hindu core. If you identify yourself with each one of these faith traditions, then your authenticity is going to be a reflection of those cores. For me, um, this is also kind of in an interesting twist, is why I have a lot of respect for ethical atheists. Um, they, too, have a core set of belief standards by which they live. You know, and an atheist, to avoid a dark existentialism, they have to find meaning in life. They have to decide what is going to find, where they're going to find meaning. And out of the sense of meaning, oftentimes they find a clear sense of ethics by which they live. But it's out of that sense of meaning that they become authentic. They are authentic back to not an, a dark existentialism, but a, usually a bright sense of life and light about them. Um, you know, this even for people who are New Age, mes, uh, mystical, metaphysical folks, you know, they often say, you know, we want you to be authentic, show your true feelings. You know, these people have their own core set of emotions and ethics that guide their lives that they're striving to be authentic to. Um, it feels a little kind of mishy-mashy to me, and I, know, and I kind of know what they're saying, but it's not me. There, I have a different set of values that I'm trying to be authentic to, that I'm trying to show my true feelings about. You know, that's for me the challenge is we, when we want all people to be authentic as we are authentic. Now, 
I know I, that I'm judgmental. I just revealed that in this uh, in this podcast. But um, but I think when Jesus said, "Judge not, and you shall not be judged," I don't think he meant check your reasoning at the door. Jesus wants us to have health, a healthy life, healthy set of values, a healthy core image, and I think that we have to be able to help people judge it. That's why. I believe in conversion. I believe in helping people convert to a healthy sense of being. I'm I'm going to judge that because I want them to be healthy, a healthy authenticity. So let me ask, when I talk about authenticity, what are you being authentic to? What is your core identity? What are your ethics? What are the curbs that you're running on? I challenge you to think clearly about how and to what you're being authentic to. God wants you to be authentic. Christ wants you to be authentic. Buddha wants you to be authentic. Brahma wants you to be authentic. Taoism wants you to be authentic. Native American spirituality wants you to be authentic. Even an atheist will tell you, be authentic. Be authentic. This is my gift to you on this beautiful spring day. I made it. I made it. I made it all the way through the blog. Woo, I love it. I got it done. You know, this. Uh, I hope that you will read my blog. Cowboy Jesus. You can find it on uh, Steve's CowboyJesus.blogspot.com. I also post it on Facebook. You can find it there. I, I post one or twice a week. Um, another way for me to express myself, you can join my Facebook page, Dr. Steve Poos Benson. I'm trying to build that up as well, so I'm not bombarding my daily Facebook page with different things, but you can find anything from videos and posts that I find interesting on that. Uh, we can follow each other on Instagram. Uh, Steve Poos Benson on Instagram. Love seeing people's uh, pictures from their lives. Follow me on Twitter. I kind of post things periodically on Twitter. You can visit my website, www.stephenpoosbenson with a hyphen.com. All right. Let me end with a benediction. I'm going to use the same benediction I use on Sunday morning. I love this benediction. So may God bless you and keep you shape you and mold you, love you, and hold you. Thanks for listening. Until next week, take care.